Hello and welcome to the Mindset Alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Janine Kathleen, and I am delighted to introduce you into awareness, mindset, heartset, gutset, better ways of using your language and creating that wonderful and incredible life you love. Whether it's myself or myself and a guest, you will always come away with tips tools and ways of creating expansively in your life. Thank you for joining me today and let's get on with it. Hello and welcome. Today I have the privilege of interviewing Janine Borland. I met Janine at a networking event and she said, oh, we have the same name, spelled the same way. Janine, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today in your busy, busy, busy schedule. Well, I wouldn't say busy, your full schedule. <laughs> it is full, isn't it? Thank you for taking the time to interview me. I appreciate it. I look forward to helping people in whatever way we can today. Yes. And you, I have always found when I've interacted with you, I come away with a multiplicity of ideas and things to take action on. So thank you very much. Janine, please could you share how you have combined so many aspects in your life? I would really appreciate that very much. It fascinates me that you've come from a spiritual and a scientific background. Could you share a bit about who you are in those fields? Okay. Uh, the best way to describe it is that I always knew I was different. Now you hear that a lot, especially in the younger generation that's coming online now uh, that are in their twenties. They're like, I'm not like other girls. I'm not like other girls, or I'm not like other boys or what have you. Um, I hear that a lot with the younger generation, but there's a point where Janine, you and I've talked about this. Um, we just knew we were different. We just knew that we did not see life the way we were being taught it. We were being taught that we had to go through a very defined lens in order to be successful. And yet our heart was pulling us in a different direction. So I played the game and I played the game well, just by sheer dumb luck, I think more than anything. But I always had the ability to hear things, see things, feel things, experience things. And, and even though I was with another group of people, they would walk away with a totally different experience. And mm -hmm. I was told frequently and often that my experience was just flat out wrong. But I knew in my heart I was different. So as I went into science, I kind of shut down my heart for a while. And I went into science. I became an analytical biochemist. I got very good at my field. I, I worked on pharmaceutics for 15 years went through a whole range of experiences with that, but always my heart called, my heart always called. So I started studying mystics uh, mm -hmm. and mystics are anybody who contact source, their creator, God, uh, mm -hmm. in their own way. And when the more I studied the saints and the mystics and the shamans uh, and those that wrote, because uh, I'm such a scholar, um, the more I realized, oh my gosh, I've had similar experiences. Oh my gosh, uh, you know, this is what's happening to me. So ended up writing books in four different genres just because I realized there were a lot of people like me running around and that we were hitting our 40s, our 50s and our 60s. And we now finally had safe places where mm -hmm. we could really start to change. And then if you notice, that's when 
a lot of things started shifting. We got Bluetooth media, the internet kind of went into every home. That was that generation saying, skip this noise. We're not going to work the way you people think we need to work. And what I love is the generation behind us brought in the global nomads, right? You know, 2019, 2020 hit. These kids are like, skip this noise. All, all the systems that were in play are gone. And, and so now we're in a whole different new environment. So that's a little bit of my background, but also um, I'm a professor, adjunct professor. I will always be around young people because they, uh, they understand my heart in a way that uh, people of my own generation struggle with, unless they're like Janine Shapiro. <laughs> Thank you for that. I so appreciate that. Yes, it is. And you know what I've come to see? So many people say to me, oh, I don't tell anybody I understand energy. I don't tell anybody because what will they think? Well, one of the things that I was thinking about was how amazing you are that you started business at 10 years old. What really struck me, and I would love you to expand on this, please, is your dad and yourself, you you say you don't, you avoid, I'm avoiding the word not, um, you avoid getting into debt to run your business. Mm. Could you please share your mindset around that? And what was the catalyst for that? Okay. So the business I started at 10 years old was I was selling earthworms to bait shops because my father was in the military and he decided to retire and we were in Southern Missouri. So that was the biggest culture shock of my life was not all the international travel. <laughs> it was moving to the Midwest to Southern Missouri. Okay. So wow. I started selling earthworms to bait shops because I needed money for candy because my parents did not believe in giving me an allowance to do what they felt was just work you did as a family. <laughs> so I had to go out and get extra money. And so that's why I started that business. I always had the mindset of, I will not go into debt for my business because I am not a gambler. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think entrepreneurs are gamblers. We're not. Okay. It may, you may perceive a lot of entrepreneurs as gamblers. It's more like our heart is leading the way. I have yet to meet a entrepreneur that also wasn't an empath. Now they won't, they won't acknowledge it necessarily. They, they don't, subscribe or or perceive themselves that way but as a mystic i know they are if somebody says yeah i run my own business i do this that and the other i'm like ah there's an empath because they know there's a better way to do something and they lead with their heart and so debt is gambling don't go into debt for your business don't gamble you don't gamble with your heart don't gamble with that what you do is you wait until you get enough money to make the next step and what you can take faith in or what you can believe about yourself is your heart is leading you in this direction. And if you don't have the money to do it, then you're looking at it through a lens that is traditional, pop into an untraditional lens and you will be able to see a path forward. Your heart will lead you that direction. Some people don't have the patience, nor do they meditate to let their heart lead them down a path that will allow their life to get ever so much better. So what you're talking about is allowing for infinite possibilities. Am I correct in that? While being focused on where you're going. Correct. Because most people are very multidimensional. They play the game. They play the game of, oh, I'm just a mom. Oh, I'm just a dad that does iron work. Oh, I'm just a, when I hear I'm just a, I go, 
like Hades you are. You know, I usually start cussing at people to snap them out of their, their moment. It's like, knock that crap off. You are a multidimensional being and you're in a three-dimensional universe and there is an adjustment that takes place with that. Don't ever forget that you are ever so much more than what you perceive yourself to be. And, I'll, and I'm one of those uh, coaches, if you want to call me a coach, shaman, mystic, whatever. Uh, I'm one of those people that I look at you and I will always remind you that you have a lot more potential than you're working. Not as to put pressure on you, but to allow you to be more creative with your life path than what you've allowed yourself to be up to that point. Yeah. For me, I see it as remembering who you be, remembering who you are. Now, you've mentioned shaman and mystic several times. The story that fascinates, well, it's not a story, it's an event that fascinates me the most, is you were struck by lightning. What happened and what have the ongoing, um, I don't want to, uh, possibilities, potentialities and occurrences from that? I think I'll take you through a pretty straight path on that even though I think most people can read between the lines, it was anything but a straight path uh, to figure out all those elements. The event of being struck by lightning in and of itself was quite uneventful because of the way my family was. And since nobody was injured, there were no burn marks. I wasn't injured in any way. I just was disoriented for about an hour. And I, uh, it was really seen by my family as a non-event. Okay. Mm -hmm. We were standing inside the house. The lightning came through the house and hit on the floor in front of me, blinding me and disorienting me. And my sister screamed and my dad was taking a nap and he comes up and he thought somebody was being <laughs> murdered. You know, right. He just was like, and when, when my family saw that nothing had happened, really, there were no scorch marks, nothing visible was going on. Then my mother just kind of sat me down at the kitchen table until I was able to get myself oriented again. That was eventually that was it it was a non-event we never talked about it no one ever spoke about it it didn't come it didn't happen again i mean I, it was never brought to my attention again it was forgotten um for 40 years and then when i turned about 45 i had a situation happening there was a bunch of native americans that i was uh needing their advice on a book i was writing that kind of thing and one of them happened to turn to me and say have you ever been struck by lightning and I went, yeah, I was eight years old, blah, blah, blah. And I started rattling off all this stuff. And I just watched everybody take a step back wow. from me. And I thought I had said something wrong. And I was like, I I'm so sorry. Have I, have I insulted? And they said, no, where's Mike? Where's Mike? And they were looking for an, a fellow uh, Hayoka. And that is a Lakota term for a sacred clown. And a sacred clown is somebody that works at a frequency that is very high and is, uh, very respected, not because we're any better than anybody else, but there is an element of, of danger to the work we do. And so it's a sign of respect. Everybody step back is a sign of respect. And I didn't know it at the time. I knew nothing of this. I was just somebody that meditated in a little closet room for 25 years, trying to reach the divine. That was my goal. I just wanted to talk to God because I had some freaking questions. I wanted to take him to task and I was not going to take no for an answer. And I was going to be that naughty baby that had that metal cup that ran it up and down my crib bars rattling until God answered my butt. And that, that was kind of where I was in my, my spiritual path. So that's uh, the Native Americans have a, 
multinational. There are so many different nations in North America. And so each one has its own flavor. And so when I work with the different tribes, I have to figure out what flavor their sacred clown is and then mold myself to that paradigm to do whatever work is needed. Why, you know, for whatever reason I was called into that tribe. So the reason we had to delay the um, interview until today was because I was actually out in the desert for the last five days uh, working at a ceremony for a specific tribe. So um, yeah, so thanks for waiting on me to get back from the desert and get a shower and get cleaned up. (laughs) Absolutely my privilege. Is it available for you to share what the ceremony was about or is it uh, Um, Most of the ceremony is sacred because of the participants, but the name of it is fairly well known and it's called a Sundance ceremony. Uh Now, many, you hear the word Sundance frequently used in a variety of ways, but it's more set up like the ancient Greeks, the agar that they used to, where they would cover themselves in oil and dance for three days. Now, of course, they were Greek, so it was olive trees, olive oils, Athena, right? But um, in the Native American with Sundance, it's a same sort of cleansing and purification and prayer. Uh, and so there are so, there's lots of symbols, lots of paradigms that are in place. And so the first day is me just learning from the elders what their paradigms, what their symbols are, what what they're trying to achieve because there's multi multi dimensions that are being operated within. There's the individuals that come with their prayers. There's the tribe that comes with its prayers. I was an ambassador for five other tribes as I was bringing their prayer ties and their bundles. So what started off very specific to a nation or to a tribe uh, has expanded now with the internet and with 2019 and all that stuff to where these ceremonies that are very sacred and it was privileged to be there um, actually are going out. And that was one of the visions that happened was that they are going to take this particular ceremony on the road that they now needs to leave the desert and needs to travel. And so they were talking about how do we carry the altar? How do we do this? Because it's never been done before mm-hmm. and they want to stay in that sacred space. So it was a privilege to be there as we birthed a new beginning. Wow. My whole chest just opened. My heart absolutely expanded at that. For those of you who read energy, I would say you should read the energy there. Um, with that, this May has been very much about new beginnings, transformation, moving forward. And we, as we go into June, um, there's an energy of balance between soul and self. Well, our human self, as you say it as human and being. The being is spirit and the human is our body. What is your take on that? Do you feel with the ceremony you've just been through, What are you feeling is the current energy flowing? And was it part of the transformational energy that's been taking place? It's all one. So yes, it is part of the energy taking place. It's all the same. The characters are different. The paradigms are different, but the energy is all one. And we know that intuitively. Pretty much anybody will say, yeah, we're all one. We know that. But it gets complicated down here in three-dimensional space-time when you're trying to operate in that way with somebody who is clearly sees themselves as only human. 
they have forgotten the being, right? So uh, for those of you that read energy and for those of you who are very advanced spiritually, may I help you with some language? I would like to respectfully request permission to teach one thing. And that is this one teaching I feel is very important because we're having to make this transition. Be aware that the word balance is no longer in your best interest. Balance is age of Pisces when the two fish were fighting each other and you needed balance. Balance requires energy. Balance requires effort. It's a to-do list. It's hard. It, to me, it's uh, masculine. To stand, masculine. Uh, well, and, and whatever paradigm you're operating in, the word balance, whether however you see that, is um, was necessary, and we honor that. But we now like something that no longer serves us. We honor it, we cherish it, and we set it to the side as a reminder of where we've come from, and we thank it for what it served us to do. Because when you and I were first growing up, we had to seek balance because the world was crazy and we knew it, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so the new word that I recommend, I highly recommend anybody that will listen, I would say, please move into the space of harmony. We are not working to balance anymore. We are now harmonizing because now we have nations from all over the world who are wanting to integrate with each other because they know we are one. And we know if planet earth is going to continue to exist in a beautiful way that we see through energy in order to manifest that in the physical space time, we need to harmonize that energy. Energy. Now, a lot of people talk about integration. That's the step before harmonization. So you have this beautiful energy that's coming in. You folks see it. You guys can feel it. Then you'd say, okay, how do I integrate this? Well, that's your job. You integrate it in whatever way your paradigm allows you to work it in whatever way is appropriate. Then when you get ready to move into a community, then harmonize with that community. And we all have boundaries where we know that we know that we know. Like there are certain things that we know about ourselves that we know we need to integrate, that we know we have to do. Talk to whoever is in that community about that. And if they reject that aspect of you, realize you have the wrong community, find another one, okay? It's important that you harmonize with the community. So don't expect the first community that you move into to harmonize with them. Realize that they're gonna teach you something about your boundary that requires you to maybe move to a different group or relax your own boundary a bit uh, because you don't need to be that defensive in that particular community Mm -hmm. like you had to be before. So Mm -hmm. when you talk about, two things, whatever those two things, mind, heart, uh, soul, being, soul, self, whatever. From now on, you're going to harmonize those elements within you so that when you move out into that third dimension, when you move out like the spearhead and, uh, and, and focus that energy, you are already in harmony and now you are going to harmonize the other. And it's oh, so easy to walk in a life as harmony. You know, Janine, I have been, they've been bringing me the word harmony now since November last year. Mm-hmm. And I've been playing with it, working with it. And just Sunday, I said, what 
do you wish me to know about harmony? I know it's about the song. I know it's about language. I know it's about sound. I know it's about frequency. So thank you so much for bringing the answer. I just absolutely, I'm, I'm, I actually am speechless. I'm just so filled with elation and joy at discovering what they've been bringing it to me for. So thank you, thank you. I will share with you for many years, I have seriously disliked that word balance because I believe it's a lie. And I always used to say, let's rather talk about equilibrium. I used to also speak about harmonizing, coming into harmony. And I just got lost along the way. And, they, and like I said, they've been bringing it since it's November last year. So thank you so, so much for that. People, if you take nothing else away from this, make sure it's this, please. And spread the word. This is vital information. Janine, you literally are more than multidimensional. I am so enjoying your book about business, about um, how you help people through being beta readers. I'm enjoying both the programs I'm working on. I just forget the name of the other one about um, in prison. Uh, oh, you know, uh, Buddha behind bars. Buddha behind bars, yes. <laughs> just so powerful. How did this come about? Okay. I will be happy to answer that question, but I need to backtrack. For those of you who are teaching harmony, because there's so many of you that listen to Janine who are teachers in your own right. You have your own communities. You have your own people. Uh, when you bring out harmony, an easy way to share it with people who are not at the level that you are of your understanding, uh, please share with them that balance requires energy. It's like a seesaw. You're constantly mm -hmm. having to stay attentive to that element, whatever those elements, you're constantly having to focus in on that. It's exhausting over this long haul. Like even the most uh, stamina filled people will eventually exhaust themselves using mm -hmm. balance. And so the paradigm I like to use is that when you're using a word, word like balance in the world, you will have people speaking from stage. You can only have one person speak at a time if you're in balance, right? Otherwise, if you have two people speaking at the same time, it's chaos. But harmony uses a higher frequency. It uses song. It uses the element of singing. So mm -hmm. when you have one person singing on stage, it's beautiful. If you have a second person singing on stage, it's beautiful. If you have a foot, then you have an opera. You've got 50 people on stage singing. Everybody's allowed their own song. Everybody's allowed to sing it their own way, as long as they stay in harmony, right? And Plato talked about this in, Celest in the Song of the Spheres, when he was talking about the celestial spheres, how he would hear the planets singing to him. Of course, he couldn't say it in those ways back in ancient Greece because, you know, totally insane at that point. He was already considered partially insane. <laughs> totally gone around the bend <laughs> if you start talking about planets singing to you. <laughs> But that's harmony. Everybody's allowed to be their own being. But yet when they move into a, a group and if they harmonize themselves first, then it's very easy for them to harmonize with that community because nothing of them is lost. And that's what the ego fights against. The ego's like, I am not losing myself mm -hmm. to be a part of this community. And what we say as healers, mystics, whatever shamans is, you don't have to if you harmonize. We ask you to harmonize yourself first, then like if you're Native American, then we're going to smudge you as you come in to remind you to harmonize now with the rest of the tribe. Okay. 
So I just wanted to share that first before we move oh, on. We could talk about this for hours. You know, it's so <laughs> interesting when we studied um, the what is referred to as the Old Testament in Paleo-Hebrew, they do speak about the planets singing, that mm -hmm. people here could hear the planets singing, the celestial bodies singing. And I, it was, anyway, there's a whole story behind that. So we will, mm -hmm. we will avoid going down that rabbit hole. Janine, how do you bring that harmony into your work? How do you bring it into your life? And how does it impact your beta programs? Okay, so the, um, the most important part is making sure I stay in harmony with myself. Um, if I don't start there, because, you know, I am the center of my universe, <laughs> <laughs> right? You, Janine Shapiro, are the center of the Janine Shapiro universe, right? Yes. I'm not in the space of I am the center of the universe. That's that's the ego. But I am the center of my experiential understanding of planet Earth in the year 2023, right? Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I have to make sure I'm in harmony. So I have routines that I participate in every morning that harmonize all the elements of my being. As you know, there's more than multidimensional beings floating around on this planet. And so I have to really make sure I stay in that space uh, for myself. And I get out of whack frequently and often because I'm human. <laughs> I have four children. I run a business. I've written 12 books. I have seven podcast programs. There's a lot of items floating around in my head. So how do you harmonize all that? The answer is you don't. You don't harmonize your life. You harmonize your moment. And you stay in harmony with that moment. And then you hear people say this all the time. Now, everyone, be present in the moment. And I always like to look at them and wink at them and go, what does that mean? Yes. <laughs> because we use it so frequently. Yes. And they say it, but they're not doing it. And that's where they don't like me around in certain sacred ceremonies because I bring out the obvious, which mm. is, I'm sorry, emperor, you have no clothes on. <laughs> I wish there were more people doing this at the moment. It's well, very but they are. You've got this podcast. Reach out to your community. Start sharing with your community. Anybody that hears this, share it with your community in your way. Like, harmonize with it, bring it into your field, integrate whatever lesson you need or you want. Like sometimes we have a, there's, we see someone else that has a skill set we would like to emphasize in our own world, emphasize the skill, whatever it is that we've talked about that you want to put into your world and then share it with your world and call people out when you see BS. I had somebody do that to me recently at a sacred ceremony. They're like, what you, you just said is a lot of BS. I said, what paradigm are you in? I didn't argue with him. Mm -hmm. I knew for him and his paradigm, what I had stated was a matter of BS. Yes. I said, what paradigm are you operating in? I said, I'm a recovering Catholic coming from the Judeo-Christian ethic with an yeah. Irish background. And we immigrated to the United States as illegals through Chicago meatpacking plant. What paradigm are you coming from? Mm -hmm. And when you say that very vulnerable, that very vulnerable stuff, like I'm an illegal immigrant, we just married in. And, you know, now we're part of the American system. Uh, what's interesting is to hear people go, oh, 
like, I'm not going to challenge your paradigm, but Mm -hmm. I am going to try to harmonize with it. And then that's how we calm all that social media stuff around. Now you asked me about my beta readers. Well, I bring, I let people know when I'm writing a book so they can join me and they can uh, see the chapters as I'm writing them and they see them very raw. These are ugly chapters. These are not like chapters that will eventually be printed. These are ugly chapters. They read the ugly chapters and then they give me advice on, you didn't talk enough about this. I want to learn more about this side of the story. Or you went on and on about this side of the story. I don't care about this. I want to learn more about that. Uh, And that's why that's how I harmonized my books. And then people love my books because they feel like I'm talking to them. And what they don't realize is I had 68 beta readers that were (laughs) that were reading along so that I was able to assist in that way. Yeah. That is such a beautiful analogy. Now, people, I will tell you, I have absolute respect for Janine. She homeschools four children. I truly, I think you are amazingly, incredibly awesome. Please, could you share a bit about that experience? Homeschooling my four children was probably the toughest job I've ever loved. I understand. Um, (laughs) It, it, because I had a my husband, the, the man of my life at that time, the father of those children, who I still love and adore to this day, but was not able to stay married to him. Uh, but during that time, he was a uh, medical doctor. He was a veterinary pathologist, and he was highly concerned homeschooling the children because it, there's two areas of the world that you have to be high, aware of if you homeschool. And that is medicine, if they're going to go into medicine of any kind, or engineering, because these two areas of our world do not deconstruct, meaning there's never a time that something will be found false. Like we can make mistakes in science all the time, every day, on a multitude of our understandings. However, when it comes to engineering, dealing with the cosmic forces that create this planet, and medicine, we make mistakes in diagnoses or something like that, but these are two compounding areas. So because he was a medical doctor, a veterinary pathologist, um, he uh, was very concerned that in my homeschooling, the kids would miss something integral and would not be able to make up time for it in those two elements. Well, come to find out, none of the children went into medicine. None of the children went into engineering. But that was a concern he came with, which was logically based, incredibly valid. And we uh, had, I almost said argued about, but we weren't arguing. It was a serious discussions. We had very intense discussions. He is as passionate as I am. And you know how passionate I get, right? And so we would come together, these two, the, my children say, mother is the... Um, one is immalleable, one is unmovable. I can't remember how my kids word it, but anyway, it was like, they see their parents and there's like, when, when my husband and I work together, we're unstoppable, we're unconquerable. We're, we are a juggernaut of a team, okay? Mm-hmm. But when we come apart and we have different sides of perspective, you can see the immovable force being hit by the unstoppable <laughs> forces of nature combined it really was that's how we were and so for homeschooling i always say each family knows what's best for their children i had an understanding in my heart 
And my husband, uh, at the time, my husband knew that. He could feel that sincerity. And it was always in the interest of the children's future. And so whatever discussions we had, it was always with, it was very intense. I'm not saying, <laughs> some people would have said we were arguing. We weren't raising our voices. It was, we were passionate and the kids could feel it. They would like go outside and play and stuff like that. And then we come in and say, okay, we're all done. You know, and we'd sit there and we're like, okay, this is what we've decided. This is how we're going to work it. So the kids would see that, uh, as they said, very animated negotiations. <laughs> no, but that's a beautiful. May I borrow that term? <laughs> yes, please do. Discussions. People take note, animated discussions. <laughs> yeah, because they thought we were arguing and it wasn't. My uh, husband was stating his fears. Mm. was stating the areas and this is what the masculine is supposed to do the masculine is supposed to state out loud the concerns mm -hmm. where it can go horribly awry mm -hmm. and some of the issues that they see standing in the way i mean this is what they do very well when you allow the masculine to be noble all right mm -hmm. now we've all we've all seen where men at their worst well hey, as mystics, why don't we give them an opportunity to be noble? Yes. How about you allow them the opportunity to state their fears their way, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what I had allowed my uh, beloved to do at the time. And then I would state, I would listen very respectfully as, as the feminine, and I would integrate it, and I would still want it done my way. So what I had to do... <laughs> Because we all know the saying, a woman convinced against her will is of the same opinion still. So <laughs> I would modify in honor of the masculine. I would modify the way something was done. I would not demand that it be done. I would go within and I would say, what is it that I really am trying to get accomplished here? And I would re calibrate and reevaluate where my boundaries were. And when I took into account what my uh, husband was saying, the masculine, then I would realize, wait a minute, what he is stating could happen. Mm -hmm. I cannot sit here and be unicorns and rainbows and sunshine, even though that is definitely my nature, <laughs> and not address his very valid concerns. Yeah. So how can I address his valid concerns? and not be dismissive. And that's where people get into trouble with the masculine. The masculine is just desperately trying to do its job so that the feminine can be all that, that she can be, but we don't give them an opportunity to be noble with it. We demand that they do it a very specific way instead of allowing them to share their fear their way and then allow them the opportunity to rest knowing they've been heard. All right, I hear you. All right, is, are these the concerns? And then stating them back very slowly and carefully so that they can agree or redefine because I may have misunderstood stuff. I, I frequently did with the masculine until mm -hmm. I got as good as I am with it now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but there were times I frequently misunderstood. I was seeing something as force and he was trying to express a fear. Yes, yes. That is the most beautiful description I've ever heard of the dynamic between masculine and feminine, masculinity and femininity, and it shows a balance in the masculine and feminine energies within you. It's also 
Thank you so much, because that to me is a demonstration of harmony and of community. Never mind inclusive of, of communication. Janine, if there was one thing you could share for our audience, what would that be? Hmm. <laughs> How's your meditations? Uh, it's very important that you meditate, even if you just sit your butt in the chair for three minutes because you've you've awoken late and you're running and you're a little frantic. That's fine. That's being human, and you're you're trying to to get your responsibilities taken care of. But sit your butt in the chair, even if it's for three minutes. Give yourself that three minutes to breathe, and breathe in whatever breathing technique brings you super high levels of comfort. It doesn't matter what breathing technique. If you don't have one, I can offer you one. So the the one I offer to you only if you care to use it is you breathe in through your nose. You're, you're resting like you only have three minutes. Okay, we're going to make this super high fast because we're, I'm going to make the assumption that you're short on time. You can use this no matter. I've used this in airport bathrooms. It works great. You just go breathe in through your nose. Hold one, two, breathe out through your mouth twice. Breathe in through your nose. Hold one, two, breathe out through your mouth twice. And you do it really deeply, do it in whatever. See, this is where the human body, we're all different. <laughs> Every human body has similar features, but we all use our organism differently. Adapt that for yourself. Now, I will not do that four times in a row because for me, the fourth time I leave my body. <laughs> I am such a state of harmony and comfort. I've so harmonized everything. I've been doing this for 25, oh, now 30, doing this for 30 years that I will leave my body. It's how I leave to go do whatever I'm supposed to do as a shaman. So I do it up to three times. If I'm agitated, angry, jealous, wanting revenge, any of the negative, what we just define as the negative or dark emotions, if I find myself getting into that wobble, I'm human. Yes, of course I, do. I have these issues, um, especially frustration. Mine's frustration. <laughs> I get very frustrated. Um, <laughs> I will stop. You know how you have stop, drop, and roll for being on fire, right? Stop, yeah. drop, sit your butt down roll start breathing start the roll okay so stop drop and roll <laughs> whenever you have those <laughs> i love it in my kitchen i've got on heart sticky notes stop breathe ask a better question and now deal with the situation <laughs> those are i highly recommend you listen to janine shapiro on that one that will save you so much time of trying to figure out how to communicate with people if you just do those four things oh, that is such a beautiful meditation though thank you very much that is one thing i'm passionate about because it is the one thing that has helped me with my what was formerly a hair trigger temper uh, meditation is what has made literally has brought harmony into my life so thank you so much for that and thank you for coming back from the desert from the dust and from the I, the word that's coming forward is the dream world um with lots of practicalities and sharing with our audience and people we're recording this on the sixth of the sixth which is uh a, quite a special time energetically and i am 
I day I'm improving my maths, my arithmetic. I just was playing with the numbers six and a six and 20, 23. So three times two is six, six times two is 12. Two plus one is three. So we are balanced today. Six plus six is 12, two plus one. My maths is horrible. So if you'd add it up, work it. Two times th three is six times two is 12, two plus one is three. And you take your six and your six, six plus six is 12, two plus one is three. So we do have a tripod today, two tripods to stand on and to be balanced. Julie, please leave us with the thought when, as we say goodbye to everybody. Ignore my maths, people. It was just something. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to ignore those maths because I would like you to realize you've just created the Star of David. Really? Oh, I never did. Thank you. The two tripods. Please oh. realize that the Star of David has the one triangle that is pointed down and one triangle that's pointed up. Please realize that man spends his life or her life or their life uh, going from earth to the spirit world. That's the one star and the divine stands at, at the spirit world and points down to man. That's that harmonization and that beauty. Oh, that is so amazing. Janine, thank you. <laughs> this is wonderful. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. People, please share this podcast. It is so important that we all learn about harmony. Janine, thank you again. I so appreciate you. And everybody, see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope you have a wonderful and incredible rest of your day. And if you'd like to know more about working with me, please reach out and I can share with you about my personal leadership program and much more. You can also pop over to my website, JanineKathleen.com and check out all the lovely goodies and resources I have for you over there. Have a wonderful day and please leave a five-star rating, a review and share the podcast with people who may benefit from it. Bye-bye.